Welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with Sponge Bear Jr. Josh Hemo. I like that one. That one's like a heartwarming. I haven't had a heartwarming one in a while. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of uh, a lot of things to play with in this one, so I, <laughs> I kept it nice and uh, light. Though, to be fair, that bear was kind of creepy. Yeah, that was a, that's probably why I subconsciously chose it. Good. Great. <laughs> Uh, for those of you that are new here, this is our podcast where we watch a SpongeBob episode, find some nice little life lessons for you, and have some fun along the way. And this week, we're watching Season 4, Episode 4, Skill Crane and Good Neighbor. Act 1, Skill Crane. So, in this act, Mr. Krabs orders a Skill Crane machine, aka one of those claw machines, and gets it delivered to the Krusty Krab, and basically gives SpongeBob and Squidward uh, one free play on the machine and Squidward ends up getting addicted to it. And even though he loses at it all the time, uh, he just keeps playing and playing and playing so much that he causes some mayhem even when he finally wins. So uh, to start things off, Josh, my question is, what are your claw game tips? I don't know if I've ever actually won a claw game, to be fair. Well, I was really hoping for <laughs> for better Nah, I think the best I've won is like one of the claw games where you get like a bunch of cheap like crap candy that has like a bear claw on it. Oh, yeah. That has like multiple plays. Yeah, exactly. So I probably won one of those. And like the tip for that is to go for stuff that like is sticking out for like a point and everything like that. I've never been able to master how to get a stuffed animal, though. It feels like the crane doesn't grip the way I want it to ever. Have you ever won something like that? Have you ever won one? Oh, I used to win in high school. I used to have tons and tons of like stuffed animals that I had won Fatima. Wow. Cause I play claw games for sport. They're really fun. Really? <laughs> I really like them. <laughs> I, I think, well, there's multiple things I've been told that claw games are like roulette kind of situations uh-huh. where like it's sometimes you'll get a claw that like there's cause the claw can do different pressures. Right. So sometimes you'll get a claw that has more pressure than the other one. Sometimes you'll have like, the one that like releases midway through, which happens sometimes, you know, like you get something really nice and it like drops. Yeah. Um, and then other times you just get a good one. That's good all the way through. So like, sometimes it depends on when you're playing, you see how many other people play and when they get like a good one slash like when they win, cause the way that the machines are usually designed is that like people are supposed to win or else no one's going to want to play. Right. So by watching someone else win, that's what causes other people to play but you only win every now and then, right? Yeah. So when I play, I just, I try to keep it like very minimal. I go, I have, you know, a dollar. I get two plays or whatever because it's usually like 50 cents a play. And if I don't get it in the dollar, I don't get it. But I like, I still go by like the same rules. Like, can you, like, is it, does it look stuck in there? Is it like a good shape? What kind of claw is it? Sometimes like even like, if there's like been if I'm in an arcade and there's like multiple claw machines, yeah, I'll like put one in, I'll put like a play in, and then all of a sudden, like if I notice that the claw just sucks really bad, I won't play it again, because there's sometimes that it's like super super obvious that the claw is really bad. Yeah. Um, when I filmed at Great Wolf Lodge, we lucked out; they gave us like 
cards to play so like unlimited not unlimited cards but like it's like the dave and buster stuff where they yeah for the card yeah yeah they preloaded it but because it was production like we were using them to film for the kids gotcha uh we had all these leftover cards so like after we just like went ham and started like like playing a bunch of claw (laughs) games like that's the only time i've ever played a claw game where i was like adamant on playing the same exact one yeah even though i like it was like a square object in a circular like claw (laughs) and then like the claw would barely grip onto the thing it was the worst but like it was one of those there's no like there's no squishy things yeah have you ever seen those like i don't know but there was no chance of me winning that like Mm -hmm. within like 10 10 to 20 plays because i played it like 15 times well that's a circumstance like that there's no there's no loss on your end right so you could just go as many times as you want which is nice right exactly like jumping into small lessons like really early on now which is really mm-hmm. cool like what you said like having maintaining like a dollar is like maintaining your limits like when squidward's like i'm only gonna if i don't win with this one quarter i'm not gonna play at all but then he kept playing like i do that stuff all the time like even when i'm playing on the <laughs> switch like if i'm gonna like if i'm playing a particularly hard level i'm just like i'm gonna do this one more time or i'm gonna put it down and then i'm up until 3 a.m playing the same fucking level <laughs> I know it's it's really hard to have like that self control, but I also have that as a small lesson. Just like have a budget when you gamble, or yeah. like when you do like any games of chance, because it is good to be like, okay, I have, like, I don't know, like I, I think about it all the time. Where it's just like you, if I went to a casino, I'd be like, here's a hundred bucks. I pay, I play for a hundred dollars. That's like the budget I gave myself, and that's what it did. Same thing like when you're at the grocery store, you're like, I have. Like thirty bucks for groceries, I'm gonna do that. Like you want to make sure that you have this budget, so when you go in, you're not going over the amount. Way, 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 way over. Yeah. Um. So how do you think about uh SpongeBob's uh tactics? His close your eyes and be the claw. I think that's some bullshit. That's what it is. <laughs> it does seem like a lot of bullshit. I thought, and I don't like. I don't know if I really like SpongeBob in this episode. Yeah, and he's I'll a little say rough a in this one. Yeah, I thought he was like, to me, he almost felt like he was intentionally rubbing it in, in Squidward's face, like all the shit he was winning, right? He definitely wasn't as bad as Squidward when he finally won. No, which is another small lesson is don't be a sore winner, right? Oh, yeah, I like, also wrote it. that down. <laughs> uh, mine, this, this episode one was pretty light on lessons, but this act was also pretty light on like yeah. just things that happened because basically he plays the whole quad game for the entire episode. Till he wins one, quote unquote. SpongeBob basically tells him how to win one, and then, like, then he goes on a demolition spree. What <laughs> is a... interesting is seeing like the revenue that Mr. Krabs rakes in, because basically, mm-hmm. like these arcade games, like growing up, we go to like Chuck E. Cheese and like Peter Piper, and like I watched a conspiracy a whole like conspiracy video mon- or thing um, down some sort of YouTube hole I went, where mm-hmm. like those places are set up to set us or to like predispose us to gambling and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i wonder like it's interesting to see like mr krabs raking so much revenue from that and like i wonder what places like Chuck E. cheese and stuff like that how much they make off of like tokens and all that crap well they also tell you this like all the time when you bet like the house always wins yeah right and it's the same thing with this it's like these games are that's the reason they exist like you can have a claw machine that like gives you more wins than losses but the whole point is for you to lose because the more money you spend, the more money the owner gets. And like, that's the reason these things exist. It's not like a vending machine Mm -mm. where it's like taking advantage of convenience. Like it's one of those things like 
it is like exactly what it like what you said it's gambling what is it it's about like, our human brains that like want that that what what is that what is the thrill about it that we like I, so much for me like when i play a claw game it's like for me it's the skill where it's like mm. i found this one stuffed animal i can grab it and it's gonna come out and i win and it's just like the odds of that happening are pretty low yeah and like that's why i enjoy it it's like a like a slight like skill thing i'm like ha 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 i did something good but i think when you're like losing consistently i think it's more like the the idea that you might win like the promise of it yeah, yeah it's like you're kind of like ooh, ooh, i'm so close it's to winning like- and the best games are like that like the one like at chuck e cheese that gets that got my family all the time was like the one like it's like you throw a quarter in and it drops the quarter and then it pushes off more quarters. And oh, pushes yeah, off more. yeah, yeah. Because that one's the best at like really showing you like this could be you. Like we have a set of 5,000 tickets sitting at the edge of this very little like quarter bridge that we created. And all you need is a couple quarters to just push it <laughs> off when like odds are the, they're it's not going to happen. Or some, yeah, or some shit. yeah. It's like, that's whole like allegory. It's like a whole al- or not allegory. It's like a whole uh, metaphor for like capitalism. Like you could win all this, you could be rich and successful one day, but chances are you're gonna try and try. You're never ever actually gonna be that successful. That's what people say all the time with like the wealth tax. They're like they're like oh well uh, that's so that's rude for them to punish the rich. And it's like you're never gonna be that rich. No. Like the, od- <laughs> the odds of you being that rich are like just as good as like me winning going back inside winning winning that, those yeah. big squishy <laughs> exactly squishy sushi that i was gonna get um what yeah. i do like though is like uh mr krabs kind of treats spongebob and squibber like a like a drug dealer gives them a little bit of a hit and then they're addicted yeah well less so spongebob more uh, squidward I, although i say that he is definitely addicted, SpongeBob, because well, he's I think got Sp- all these Sp- different people. Yeah, I mean, even then, like SpongeBob was spending a lot of money with all those boys that he was getting for that like tea party that was having or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and he had some weird ones too. So he had he had uh, SpongeBear Junior, which he renamed from Barry, I think. Yeah, and unless he got pink- another bear, I don't. Well, think he did so, get yeah. the pink bear, but I don't know if I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, and then there's the seahorse, and then that weird rabbit, and then like a two-headed eel. Yeah, I don't know what that monster was. thing. I don't <laughs> know what it was. It looked like uh, like you know those stuffed animals that are like based off of like STDs and stuff. Yeah, it was like this is gonorrhea. <laughs> like it looked like that. <laughs> I forgot about those. Damn, that's a throwback. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit of a throwback. Uh, Not too far though. It was like only college that's throwback. Too far. Yeah, Mr. Um, Crash is like the. I just like. We've always talked about like this season so far, Mr. Krabs just being so awful, but he's like, like quintessential. He's like the fucking devil in this. Like you said, like tempting them and like feeding into their addiction and stuff. Just like line his pockets. It's just like again, there's no good redeeming quality about him at all in this season so far. No, definitely, it's like really bad. I do like though the one positive thing is that little change thing on his belt. Yeah, which like they always show in cartoons like in the past, but they don't. Like, I've never seen them in practice for real. I've only seen them. I think I've seen it like twice at a Sonic, like the mm. Sonic Bell or Bar. What are they called? That Car does hops? make sense. I do Have remember them. that. Yeah. Um, I know at Chuck E. Cheese because one time, I, a couple times, I had a Chuck E. Cheese birthday. They give. They used to give them to you in one of those, like a plastic version of just a single one, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool. But like, I've always wanted to see like a metal one that like gives change, where you just like. 
I don't know. It Click looks satisfying. Like, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You just <laughs> pop out like a bunch of there. Um, I can't believe that Squidward literally paid his whole paycheck. His whole paycheck and the deed to his house too, right? Yeah, he lost yeah. a lot. So um, when Mr. Krabs is counting up, when Mr. Krabs is counting up uh, the, the money, uh, he says he has 3499 uh of Squidward's quarters, which I did the math. It's $874.75. Holy crap. <laughs> so if we're assuming that's that's only half of the quarters that Squidward has given, and also do you think he makes that much in a week? Do you think that's like multiple savings? I don't know. So I mean they bring it up on this episode too a little bit when he's just like, it's payday. And SpongeBob's like, it's Monday. This is way too early for payday. So I don't really know what the pay situation is. Is it weekly? Is it like bi weekly? I don't know, but still eight hundred like seventy four dollars. That's 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 almost like a grand. And maybe that's it's like a month. Maybe it's a monthly thing. I can't imagine it's it's <laughs> something less than that, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty rough. <laughs> oh, speaking of rough, like the most cringy part of this episode, I think, is like when Squidward uses his eye. Like he can't grab things, but so he uses his eye to press the remote, <laughs> and he sits there screaming. I'm like, what is this? Out of everything, I wrote uh, that down. I was like, out of every body part he could use, he has multiple tentacles. He uses his literal <laughs> pupil, the like the cornea of his eye, and just like. Oh, it's so cringy. I don't know why the animators and writers are so obsessed with like doing eye things. It's always like they get bubble soap in their eye, something gets poked in their eye. I was just like, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> there was a lot of like really disgusting faces in this one. Uh, when I think is different, like what I think is crazy though is from the older episodes, the older episodes they would have a whole dedicated frame just for these faces. But in this one, they like play them in like the like a wider shot or a medium shot. Yeah. And it- I don't like it as much. It's no. just like a little weird. Feels, I like the like off, really right? detailed. Yeah. I like the really detailed close-ups that are just like disgusting. Well, I felt like there was like this whole thing. I felt Squidward was just weird in this entire episode. Like his voice was a little different. Like he did the voice actor did a little something like some different tones than he normally did. And mm-hmm. all of his expressions felt very different than what we've seen in the past. And then maybe yeah, like this is super over the top. Yeah. And maybe that's just the change in the animation style that we've been talking about. We've seen, but I don't know if I really enjoy it. You know, um, you know how he was having a hard time, like grabbing things. Yeah. One, I think that's bullshit. He should be able to grab it. I do get it. That's the joke. But one thing that drove, drove me nuts is when he tries to pick up the glass. How did he get water in the yeah. glass in the first place? <laughs> Come uh, on, SpongeBob. I think where's your sense of logic? <laughs> where's the consistency? Yeah. I I think when I got really like one of my last little lessons of this is just like try not to get in your head about stuff, and I think that plays into anxiety, and so that's part of it. Is like he's overthinking this whole claw thing. So maybe he got mm-hmm. he brought the water to his bed and wasn't even thinking about it, but when he actually had to think about gripping it to drink it, that's when it got like in his head and stuff. I also wrote down uh, addictions can happen with anything. Yeah. So be careful with that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm that way with like food. If food's just chilling in front of me, I'll just eat it. Like I'm not <laughs> addicted. I'm not gonna go crazy. But you but will like, finish an entire thing of Oreos. Yeah, I was at the movies today and I ate a ton of popcorn. I don't even like. Well, I like popcorn, but like I'm never craving it at the movies. Right. But it's in front of me. I'll That's, just go. You're gonna for do it. it. Yeah, but uh. like I don't know. Like I feel like a lot of people think addictions are always you know drugs or alcohol or something like nah. more tangible but like i don't know addictions can be other things you like, gotta watch my strange addiction works. 
that's how you oh, learn yeah. all the crazy stuff that people get into I don't eating get deodorant and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> um also another thing i really wrote down was share your skills with others uh-huh. and also thank people for teaching you because squidward never yeah, thanks spongebob for one. helping him yeah and also like you know you need spongebob shared those skills and he should have shared those skills a lot sooner yeah just well, like that's why I, I think, like, that's why I think he was like rubbing it in a little bit. That's like I mentioned earlier. Like I think he was enjoying watching Squidward suffer a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I also think that like SpongeBob self centered enough that he's like, I got my seahorse, I got my weird rabbit thing, and my chlamydia thing, <laughs> <laughs> and let's just uh, have a tea party on my own. You know, I yeah. think he was a little self absorbed. Um, but even like Squidward, once he knows how to win, he never like passes on that information to anyone. But I think that's that's I mean, that's a important thing to do. Like even with like small things, like I don't know, that's like having like in a, in a freelance situation where I'm working with people like with assistants or associates or even like students and stuff. It's like I always feel like I have to pass down that knowledge and stuff like that. It's because mm-hmm. you have it, you should like it has to go somewhere. It's not if it dies with you, you don't do anything good with it, right? Yeah, or even like pass down your reasoning. Yeah. Sometimes like the other, you can assume the other person doesn't know, but like sometimes you just be like, oh, I'm doing this way because of this. Yeah, it's just like, you know? it's passing on experience is what it is, yeah. Right, the last thing I want to talk about was uh, the whole yuck and yum thing, the conversation they have between Squidward and <laughs> yeah. Mr. Krabs. I don't think I've ever really heard this, I don't really hear this expression out that often, but the yuck it up and stuff like I was like, I want to mm-hmm. use this more now that I'm like hearing it in this episode. Like I it's so rare that I ever hear people use this expression. I thought it was funny yuck. that it was in this episode. Go ahead and yuck it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do like how he says, You are yucking in the presence of a winner. <laughs> Break time. You ready? Always. Okay. So I want to stick with the idea of like claw machines and like the arcade games that we were talking about um, and how Spongebob was a master of it. So I wanted to ask you if you could be the master of like one arcade game, like anything you could think of, what would it be and why that specific game? So I'm tied between two. So like I am a big fan of claw machine games. Yeah. I think I think they're the most impressive looking like if you like go for it, but if I had to pick a different one, I think I would do. Um, it's a tie between either skee ball because it's such a classic game, or um, like the little light one where you just have to like stop the light on a certain thing. Yeah, yeah. Like being able to have that timing. Um, which those games are rigged too. I found out, but just being able to just t- perfectly time it is exactly what I'd want. Any type of like one thing is a jackpot kind of situation um because i just feel like it it would be really impressive to be like oh, okay well like now and then you just do it uh what I about like you that. yeah i thought about ski ball too um i really like ski ball and that's usually like my first go-to like i never play it for like the ticket value because like it doesn't get you any tickets but it's always just fun to do yeah. um but if i could i think like being a master pinball player would be like Ooh, pinball would be fun yeah yeah and just like all the different types of machines and stuff. I love, like, I don't know. I really like pinball. Um, like, I used to play that stupid pinball game on the, like, Windows XP. Like, oh, yeah, those are the best. hours, dude. It's <laughs> <For> so long. <laughs> I'm trying to think what other little arcade games there are. Like, there's, like, the basketball one. Yeah. 
arcade game now like arcade games now are so complicated like they have like deal or no deal now or a lot of times like old phone games like there's like doodle jump arcade games and stuff like that now oh yeah yeah i don't know like i feel like i don't know if i like it you know yeah if i like like the the updated versions because i think like the old ones have like just a sense of again it's a little bit more skill yeah like the ski ball i think is the best example because it's like i i remember like having to go to the little ski ball thing and you're just like throwing the best that you can to try to get perfect hundreds or whatever and it's just not working out well it's really it feels like it's more you against like a a machine like a wire like a a technical machine right whereas like the more updated arcade games feels like me versus a computer and like the computer is to have so much like random rng programmed into it like i don't feel like i have a chance like all that often where at least with like ski ball or like pinball like there are ways to work around like the machinery of the like thing you're working with right I also on. hate the idea of like okay, so one I see all the time is Fruit Ninja, uh-huh. which when Fruit Ninja was super big, like why would I want to play a free cell phone game on a big arcade and lose money unless I'm like really good at it, you right. know? Even like Deal or No Deal is like still a little bit better of a premise as a video game because it's like I'm never gonna be on the fucking TV show to play Deal or No Deal. Right, exactly. It's just like it doesn't make a ton. Though, okay, so I'm thinking about it, but the, the one that would be like the best, I think, would probably be like Dance Dance Revolution, like one of those like. Oh the, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I see videos of people like going off on that, and that's impressive. Like having that skill to be really good at that and like actually like look like you're not an idiot floundering around. That would be yeah. Good. That would be good. I do. I get very envious when I see like uh, TikToks or any other videos from like Japan where like they have like those circle ones. Have you seen uh, where it's like a yeah. bunch of buttons and people wear gloves and they're like and they're like hitting every single circle like that sounds that'd be freaking awesome to be good at. You yeah. Know? Like I used to get like jealous of like those my friends that could play like Guitar Hero on the version where it's just like you don't see anything. You just have to memorize just the for song. It, yeah. Like. One, how do you have that any type of skill that uh, like memory? I guess I don't know. Is it muscle memory? I, don't I know guess if it it's muscle memory. memory. It's just like yeah. I just like I guess that's what it is, right? I don't know. Like, I don't like, muscle control. I don't even know what it is. I would play multiple songs on Guitar Hero, and I can't tell you I memorized any of them. It's just a different skill set mindset, I guess. Right? It's just yeah, really impressive know. to watch that kind of stuff, though. I think it's like really cool. It's like like humans just like full potential like <laughs> what i think is moment. funny though is like okay so you say humans full potential but the people who are doing that good at like dance dance revolution you would not consider humans at their full potential that's what i'm, you saying. Know what I'm saying it's just like unexpected right they're just like this one crazy skill they have that's just going crazy <laughs> i love it though i yeah. like I, I need to meet someone who's like a dance dance revolution champion. If anyone's listening and you're a dance dance revolution champion, hit us up. Let us know. Yeah. Send us a video of you doing it. Um, mentor us. Yeah. <laughs> Act two. Good neighbors. So Squidward's trying to relax on this Sunday. And of course, SpongeBob comes in and disrupts it. Uh, and Squidward tells him like, you need to learn how to be a good neighbor. A good neighbor would never disturb a neighbor on a Sunday. So SpongeBob and Patrick start this uh, good neighbor club or basically it's kind of like a cult almost is what I felt like <laughs> <laughs> um, and make Squidward president. And so 
shenanigans happen and basically squidward doesn't ever get his relaxing sunday and bikini bottom ends up getting destroyed by squidward's house it's a really crazy episode actually there's a lot of wild stuff that happens in this one. Oh yeah it's it's bad crazy yeah um but to start off with uh, i wanted to ask you omar uh yes. what is some of the like the best tips you can give to be a good neighbor uh depends are we talking about a suburb good neighbor or a city good neighbor? see i was thinking about that too because it's very different being like again we always talk about like the difference between being here in arizona but it is a very different lifestyle like mm -hmm. so let's just say i think majority of people who listen to us are probably i don't know i guess i can't even say that it's probably split between why don't you give us both give us two for each all right so for sub uh suburban good neighbor it's just be alert about your your neighbor's activity. Now I'm talking about spying or anything, but like sometimes some suspicious packages show up or like suspicious people going to steal your packages show up. So I think being alert and then just being aware of who's of who else is in your immediate vicinity. I feel like my parents have a really great handle on that. Like they know our across the street neighbors, they know everyone in our little cul-de-sac and they notice things like that and like my parents aren't even like the neighbors that are like snoopy like when we lived like on post I, all the other neighbors felt like a lot more like into our mm -hmm. so much so that like a uh if i had people over when i wasn't supposed to have people over i'd tell them to leave throughout the back <laughs> the back door because <laughs> i was so nervous about uh the nosy neighbors. neighbors yeah <laughs> i i think the city is pretty similar except uh instead of like knowing everyone in the building because i think it's kind of hard sometimes um it's know the like immediate people yeah near you uh just see if you know their familiar faces and then the second one is shut the f up and keep to yourself because i feel like those are like the best ones i feel like in a suburban area it's a little bit smarter to be like talk to the other person yeah um, but I don't know if that's like my ideal neighbor, but, um, what would be but, yeah. your ideal neighbor then like that whole situation? I, I like the idea of like, when you see another person in the hallway that you're like, Hey, and you know, just enough about them. That's just like, I give a fuck about you and I low key trust you. Uh, -huh. like, uh, like trust you enough that I'd be like, Hey, like, uh, can you like, if a package comes, can grab it. Is it already right if you grab it for me? Yeah, like that. And I feel like I don't trust any of my neighbors like that. Like I could ask them to do that, but I don't feel comfortable asking them to do that. Yeah, you know. What about you? What are your neighbor tips? Uh, sub suburb life. Um, like I think keeping up your like front yard is like a pretty mm -hmm. important thing. Um, I know that could be hard sometimes with weeds, but like I don't know. There's just something about like. I don't know. I'm not like trying to be pretentious, like an asshole or anything. But like, if you have like a bunch of crap in your front yard, it just makes like the rest of the neighborhood kind of feel like kind of crappy and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But also, and also, like, I think keeping like there's there's a very fine line to keeping to yourself. But you still live in this neighborhood where the neighbors like try to get in everyone's business, and that's mm -hmm. not. I hate that. It's just no, like it's no, getting horrifying. Introduce each other. You get you could be like acquaintances. But like I try to get in everyone's business. It's like there's no we don't live in a small town. You don't need to like get in everyone's shit. Yeah, like I like the idea of like a neighbor that you could invite to your backyard barbecue. Yeah. But you don't have to. Exactly. Yeah. Acquaint I think it's like acquaint like yeah, like a neighborhood acquaintance. Just like say hi. You wave at them in the morning if you're getting your car and then you don't have to go beyond that, right? Yeah. Um and then the city, I think uh like noise is a big thing. 
like mm-hmm. being very con i know a lot of neighbors aren't like that like i know i have neighbors that like will play music blasting until like 4 a.m but like being conscious about that kind of thing and like you could probably do that if it's like a weekend uh, don't like try to do that on a weekday and stuff like that um and also just like one of the things i try to do in like my building is just like hold the door open for someone or just like help someone carry their groceries if they're like have a bunch of groceries that they carry up the stairs like little things like that i think make a city and like apartment buildings that you can feel very disconnected from your neighbors like you feel a little bit more involved i guess or a little nicer and i try to like make that yeah. easier on, yeah I, not just easier, like a nicer. nice little nod you yeah, know yeah like, like hey hello yeah good morning because the simple things just like make you feel a little bit more at home instead of just feeling like i'm in a building with a bunch of like 100 or 200 different more strangers or different strangers right so yeah I don't know, like, I feel like it's, I don't know, the vibe is so much different in New York, because, like, you can be, like, really chill with certain people, like, we have a neighbor that lives, like, like, on the terrace floor is what they call it, uh-huh. Um, and, like, I know her, and, like, she knows Fatima, and every time we see her, we're like, hey, how are you doing, we chatted up, and it all started because we were really faced one night, and we saw her, and we were like, hey, and we, like, said, like, oh, we always see you out here, and hanging out and stuff like that. So like we got cordial enough for that, but like, I don't really know her, you know, I like, she could be like a gangbanger for all I know. And like, have I (laughs) could put it, could put a hit on me at any moment. Uh, mafia style, you know, or she could have a fun sex dungeon up there. You never know. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) who knows? Yeah. But all I know is when I see her, I go, hi, I say hello. She's If she's on the phone, she just gives me like a nod, and then I go inside and just chill. And then there's other times where I walk out and her friends feel like they don't really want to talk <laughs> to me. That I get that. but uh, I wonder if that's, I think that's just, I don't know. Maybe it's a different culture here. I don't know. I wonder if I haven't really talked to any of my like friends here that are like, I'm friends with my neighbor. We hang out all the time or we chat. I'm like, I don't know. That's even thing. Like some people barely even talk to their roommates. So yeah, I feel like rich people buildings. Like if you have a uh, doorman, yeah. If you have a doorman, you walk up, you're like, hey, like that feels good. So, uh, on the vein of good neighbors, do you think anything that SpongeBob did throughout this entire episode was any even remotely good neighborly? <laughs> um, I think when he made the cake at the very end, mm-hmm. well, it was pretty nice. Like I like there was like the TV trope that like a neighbor will bring you like a casserole if something happened to you or something like, you know, something like that. And that kind of felt the veins of that. Like if you bring someone food is like a good human equalizer where like food is everyone likes food. So I feel like this is circumstance where he brings him a cake was nice. Right. An apology. See, like, cake. That's the kind of neighbor I wish I could be. Like, I really wish I could like, just be like, Oh, here's some cookies. Yeah. But I also like am equally like, don't talk to me. So I don't want you to bring me random baked goods. You know, I wonder if it's like, I don't know. I I think that's an older generation thing. Like, I know that my grandparents and like my mom growing up, they were much closer to their neighbors. And then Mm -hmm. I know as I was growing up, like my parents are a little bit more suspicious and stuff like that about neighbors, especially like after 9-11, I feel like everything, like there's a lot of change where people are just like, oh, you shouldn't like, we don't go out in the community, even trick or treating, like took a big dive after that you know which i think is crazy because like you're supposed to the better you build your community the sooner you can sniff out like issue issues like that yeah and it's not from people being nosy it's just like hey like you notice that this happened or like this happened 
or like even the fact like and i say this like all the time that like you know gangs are always portrayed like negatively but like gangs started from needing community Mm -hmm. and it's usually a bunch of minorities because at the time like you are a minority and it's like there's a whole like album um that i listened to this rapper named bamboo and he has a whole album that he talks about the filipino gangs in la and like the way that he gets like all these different little interviews from all these like old like ex-gangbangers or like current gangbangers is whatever it's just like all that like that they talk about it just makes so much more sense when you hear it from them and like oh yeah we need like we pulled up on this person because they like beat up this other person like it's just people watching each other's backs yeah i feel like like in a very less uh like low-key level it's like that's what your community should be you should be able to talk to the people and like I feel like a it again. It was like an older thing, yeah. You know, like it used to be like, oh, you know, this person down the street. You're like, especially in New York, I feel like it's even stronger. Like, oh, I know my bodega guy. Like, they recognize me, and I recognize them, and you know, we talk all the time, stuff like that. Um, but when your neighbor is ruining your relaxation day, it's it's kind of hard to do that. Then you got to cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was like Squidward had this whole situation, like pillow, pedicure, foot massage, like flower spray or whatever, bonbons, which I don't know why it's always bonbons. Yeah, I, was, I wrote that down. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even know what a bonbon is. <laughs> I thought they were just like chocolate chocolates, but I think it's I like little cakes or something. Mm. Um, I do like when they come out with this, the secret Royal order of the good neighbor lodge. <laughs> um, and they're like. Oh, we are worthy, or we are not worthy. Like it's, I don't know. It's like this weird fucking cult That's that what they I, created. Yeah. It's like Illuminati status. Like even like the symbols of weird eye. I was like, why is this neighborhood like kind neighbor situation like a weird eye? I don't get it. <laughs> it reminds me of a uh, like the Flintstones with the Elk Lodge or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, Mo- yeah, yeah, Moose yeah. Lodge. I don't know what they called it. I don't remember. But uh, that whole situation too, where they're like, it's like a weird. <laughs> like you were saying freemasons yeah um <laughs> but i like how they they literally made it up just to annoy squidward i feel like, yeah i don't think there was any like benefit to it oh no 100 <laughs> percent. um what do you think about uh some of the tasks that like squid made them do like having to paint all the leaves in the neighborhood i actually wrote down polka dot le- tree leaves sound pretty cool yeah like, I don't really think, I can't really think of any, like, trees or plants that are naturally polka dot. I think so there's, like, very... some, like, green, yeah, but nothing that, like, I would probably grows around here. That yeah, seen. like, yeah. like unless you're, like, in some weird rainforest yeah, or something, exactly. you know, right? Yeah. Like, you know, everyone talks about, like, fall colors. I, it would be kind of cool to see, like, some polka dot. Yeah. Some Dr. Seuss shenanigans I'd going on. I'd be here on. for that, yeah. Oh, so speaking about dots. I got some like low key, like I don't have trypophobias as it's called with like all the little circles and stuff. Yeah. But when they do the zoom in with uh, SpongeBob shooting the whole, uh, paint out of his holes, Ooh, I yeah, cringed gross. a little bit. I was like, oh, I've never felt that before. This is weird. But that's like the whole trypophobia, like the fear of dots and shit, or the holes. I also don't like how they like unscrew, like Patrick yeah. unscrewed the whole situation. I will say that I wrote down that I think this episode was a lot truer to practice patrick's character than last week's 100 percent, yeah because last week's was so much like i feel like i don't know like i need to compare the writers maybe but like the writing from 
this Patrick to like the last week's Patrick was like night and day. Though Patrick like, did kill an old man in this episode. <laughs> yeah, but like it doesn't feel it didn't feel calculated, you know? Yeah, like he no, just grabbed he just it didn't. and he chucked it. Yeah. And that was it. That was like the end of it and he hurts the old man and that's the joke. But like I felt like it, last week's Patrick would have like thrown it and then been like uh, I wonder who that was yeah. and like been like surprised. This it definitely was felt truer to older Patrick, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it felt like season three through one Patrick, you know? Mm-hmm. Um What do we think about Squidward's death machine house? <laughs> uh I kinda like the whole I like the idea of it. I just like how that this episode just turned so quickly into like, I'm gonna get a security system and then this house comes alive and like destroys all of Bikini Bottom. Like, I got some, like, weird, like, Pacific Rim vibes from this. <laughs> this definitely feels like one of those episodes where we're like, we couldn't think of an ending. Just go crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which I forgot. I forgot what other episode kind of had that, like, vibe on it. But I do like how, I don't know, like, the the house had laser cannons yeah. for some reason. Security system. Yeah. And, like, feet. Like, all this. I don't know. Which brought me to, like, a little lesson is, like, don't trust all advertisements you get. Like, the first advertisement <laughs> he looked at was, like to get security system like you gotta vet that kind of shit out like it's the same thing with amazon you gotta look at the reviews you gotta look at like <laughs> how many stars this stuff got you gotta like vet it out in order to under like know what you're getting into talk to other homeowners say hey is, do you have this security system exactly. i want it like things <laughs> like that go on to some forums how many times has your house turned into a death machine like is it gonna happen that often yeah also, like, it was really crappy at keeping people out. SpongeBob and Patrick walked right, right in. in there. Yeah. <laughs> I do like how both of these episodes were, like, uh, Squidward and SpongeBob-centric. Yeah. It was I, nice to, like, explore that relationship a I little bit. I think I've noticed that a little bit more with season four as we're going into it, is that both acts center around, like, specific characters. Like, I think we've seen a lot of Mr. Krabs-centric part ones and part twos, and this one's very much, like, Squidward and uh, SpongeBob, like you said. Like, interacting. Yeah. Um, let's bust out some small lessons. I feel like we were a little light on the second half. Um, so I have respect boundaries. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Don't good. buy a weapon. Don't buy a weapon you can't control. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in regards to Squidward's house, uh, I I have written down be more upfront at first because I don't think Squidward was super upfront with like why he didn't like. I feel like at the very end of the episode they got it. Like they are bad neighbors. Yeah, you're being bad neighbors, and I feel like if he would have came with that energy at the beginning, we might have had a different outcome. Yeah, um, and that was, and also have your own relaxation routine. Yeah, I wrote. I wrote down like make sure you're taking breaks, and especially on your days off, like don't pack your days off with like a lot of work and stuff. Like make sure you take some time to yourself, or like make yourself some me time. Which brings me a question: like, do you have specific routines for your me time? Like something that you would do? For me, it's like. As comfy as I can get myself, I order food that's just really bad for me. Like, AKA will f me up because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> so, like, if it's like nacho cheese, so like my go to is like, Josh, you've been there. Yeah. Stop pretending like you you don't I know, know. I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, we either get pizza or you do Taco some. Taco Bell. Yeah, or just too much junk food. That's like what Crappy I want. Crappy Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my Chinese is good. That's true. You? Your Chinese is better than my Chinese restaurant. <laughs> what about you? What's your relaxation vibe? Um, I like it depends. Like, I like to either like treat myself with like beer and like just hang out and play video games and whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like there's time I've tried. There was a bit there when I like tried taking baths and stuff and thinking that would be good. And then I've come back around and be like, I really hate baths. I just not feeling it anymore. Like they're I get, just never as comfy as you want them to be. Yeah, and, and then the I water gets cold. I don't know. I just don't know what to do. Like I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, all right, I'm bored. I like can't do anything <laughs> right now. So like at least like when I'm sitting in the shower, like I can maybe have my phone. Like it's not that bad. But yeah, yeah. but no, it's just like having taking the time for you, like taking the time for myself, like doing little activities that I normally wouldn't do, or it's like try to treat myself like that, which is what. Squidward does like I guess he doesn't get a pedicure all the time right so yeah now for me it's all food like if I can relax if if I have good food with me I can relax wherever the fuck I'm at that's you good. know yeah wumbo lesson time wumbo lesson time I'll be honest with you Josh it was pr- pretty difficult to come up with a lesson that yeah. for this episode this episode uh and you and I were talking about this uh in in little break times in between but it's getting a little bit harder to come up with lessons with these because I feel like the storylines are a lot more simple and straightforward like yeah not a lot of complexity there so what we're seeing is that the the writing is definitely changing a little bit mm-hmm. um and it's not to say that things are getting worse or like bad in any way it's just different and I think yeah. it's just making us having to adapt with it but you know I think it's a little crazy that like we are feeling the effects of it so soon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I thought it would be a little bit less noticeable. I just think it's really interesting that like season four, where we are, what we thought, like we predicted like very beginning of like season two that this was going to happen mm-hmm. and it has. I don't know if it's just like our, our, <laughs> if we curse ourselves or whatever, but I think there's very, it's very evident. Like even, even Dan, when they were on the podcast, like brought it up too, is that this is a very, different feeling than what we've had in the past couple seasons Mm -hmm. all right so what did you get for your wumbo lesson uh so my wumbo lesson is squidward is just a doomed soul and should just give up no that's (laughs) not (laughs) but to go off of uh him just being a doomed soul is just like sometimes life is unfair and you have to find a way to kind of take back control for yourself um Mm. and i feel like in the first act uh like not being able to win the claw machine. Like sometimes your luck sucks, right? Sometimes you're not that skilled. Like it, sometimes you just don't, life doesn't go the way you want it to in that way. And so like, instead of giving in to like the temptation and the vice, like you have to find a way to take that, that control. And the same thing with act two, like sometimes you got crappy neighbors. Sometimes you have like crappy situations where you can't relax. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to find a way to, get your control if that's like leaving your house and going somewhere else you could go to a spa if he wants to have the spa day you can go to the spa and go do that there you know so it's just like finding ways to do that for yourself and like i think one of the biggest things for me is like living in new york city there's a lot of like you don't get a lot of you know personal space or like your own space mm-hmm. so finding ways to take back that control where you can feel like you have individual space you have individual like breathing room and stuff like that and maybe that's just making your house a little bit more lively or something like that, or like livable or like, how do I mm-hmm. say it? Like decor- cozy. Yeah. Yeah. Cozy. I think stuff like that helps. So nice. Yeah. Yours is a lot better than mine. <laughs> I have two and both of them I'm not happy with, but I'll go with my, uh, my more in front contender. I put always try to use technology for the public good. No, I like so, that. Though. So I, the way I, I linked them up is like in the first act, you know, Mr. Krabs is using this claw machine only for his personal gain and not really for 
the entertainment of others as it's supposed to be. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I guess Wool the Machine is not really meant for that. But, you know, that's what you're hoping for is that this is actually going to be entertaining for some people. Yeah. And there was a point where he could have stopped Squidward and he'd be like, look, this is, let me set the settings a little lower to easy or something. <laughs> and then in a very screwball way, the second act two, where it's like, your is super advanced. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't super advanced. It was an advanced uh, <laughs> security. home security system. Yeah. Um, it just ended up destroying everything. You know, it was very obvious that it wasn't for his. It was again a selfish idea. You know, so for for me, I think use that was my stretch uh, lesson. I like. It, I do though. like your. I do like yours. And thinking of yours, I was like, oh yeah, like it cut your losses could also be another one yeah. for, for this episode. <laughs> but I, but no, I feel like mine's a stretch, but I'm okay with it being a stretch well, because I, it's, I I'm like, digging deep. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's different. Like we don't really touch on a lot of like how technology affects life and stuff, especially in Bikini Bottom. Like they don't really rely on a lot of technology and stuff. And so it's not a lot of stuff we've brought up. So having mm-hmm. a big lesson like that, I think is really important uh, because like we are super reliant on technology Oh, and yeah. a lot of people do misuse it for not the greater like people put like spy on people with cameras and shit. just watch some another fucking YouTube hole that I fell down where like <laughs> like the technology of having like super tiny cameras like people put that shit in the Airbnbs and hotel rooms and crap now it's like awful and disgusting that like people take advantage of that you know yeah that's how I watch you every day oh good I hope you uh, enjoy what you see. <laughs> <laughs> hope we grab, you're getting it for free and like everyone else <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening if you want to send us any suggestions or comments please reach out to us on ismanisapodcast.com or you can email us at ismanisapodcast at gmail.com follow us on all of our social media links uh, really check out our Instagram Josh does a good job with those weekly posts shout out to Josh thank you my minimal photoshop skills that i can throw in there hey it, i enjoy it i get a chuckle every week that's what from I our hope. little promo so if, even um, if you just write a ha ha in the comments just yeah that'd be really helpful <laughs> yeah it would help uh our self-esteem more importantly josh's self-esteem 100 oh, <laughs> percent. again you're using that technology for good exactly. see how we wrapped it up hey, right there there you go was, uh <laughs> Um, also be sure to leave comments on Apple podcasts and just listen on Stitcher or Spotify and make sure you share with your friends and your enemies. So Josh, yeah, um, I got a very special treat for you. Oh, did you, um, while you were talking about you not being as good with claw machine games and stuff like that, I, uh, ordered one really quickly, uh, had it delivered to your apartment and I just want you to just play the first, first plays on me. It comes with a, uh, a quarter okay uh, tape tape to it so <laughs> do your best all right here you go all right do you have any tips before i go into it uh just go for the easiest one okay uh i'm gonna go for this like really cool bear that's here all right here you go almost got it oh i think it grabbed the head oh it's lifting you lose damn it it dropped it <laughs>